Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Taco Tuesday on Silver Screen and Rolls Podcast Network. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M. Regla. Alex, are you uh, good full vision today? Yeah, good full vision. Uh, I'm done with all my eye exams and stuff like that. So all good to go. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, man. I'm doing very well. I reached out to you early this morning uh, because uh, the Dodgers are in my hood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to make it out to the game today. But <laughs> actually, I'm gonna I still make feel it- bad about that. No, I actually don't because he was either today or tomorrow. And you did me an actually, I bring it up because you did me a massive favor because today the Padres are throwing a bullpen day. Mm-hmm. So I, there's like no chance they win today. So I am going tomorrow to watch Walker Bueller destroy the Padres. Oh, that should be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's always a good time when the when the Dodgers come to town, because it's at the point where like Padre fans still have the majority of fans there, but it's a so many Dodger fans that it's just a great crowd. But anyways, it's this, gonna be fun. This I, is a I, Lakers this... podcast, but I just wanted to bring that up. No, it's a fun rivalry. Like, even if you're not a baseball fan, those Dodgers-Padgers games have turned into, like, really, really, like, fun atmospheres. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm really excited because Dodgers playing well. They're, they need to win, like, every game, you know, to catch the Giants and oh, stuff. The Giants. So these games are really important. The Giants will just not lose. No. They just, I think everybody was waiting for them to tail off the season. It just <laughs> never happened. Or it hasn't happened yet, at least. It feels like one of those magical years for the Giants that they yeah. pull off, like, every once in a while, so... I bring this up because this weekend also was Laker night at mm-hmm. Dodger Stadium. I believe it was on Sunday. And Russell Westbrook threw out a, I would say, like a 4 out of 10 first pitch. You know, it's it wasn't terrible because he didn't bounce it, but it was like the lobbyist of lobs. It was like the <laughs> safest first pitch you could possibly throw. That's pretty good for a basketball player. 4 out of 10 is, is better than uh, other, other athletes I've seen throw yeah. the ball. I mean, I'm not considering 50 Cent an athlete, but I mean, it wasn't 50 Cent, so that's always the standard for me. Like, it, it wasn't 50. No, he was okay. It was cool to like see him. Like that, that, I guess he tweeted it out like that was always a dream of his too. So he's already starting to like check off things he's always wanted to do. I think there's like a well, obviously Dodger fans and Laker fans cross over a lot, but I will say that it feels because they both won like bubble championships. The baseball one was a bubble technically, but there was fans there. Um, And neither team got to have a parade. So when they have nights like that, it just kind of reminds you how, I I, I guess the word is gypped, I still feel about that championship, I guess, two seasons ago now. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if you're a Dodger and Laker fan, you feel doubly gypped, you know, especially because like you didn't get to celebrate any. And the Dodgers haven't won one since I was like one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Hopefully, you know, both are both very good and expected to be good with the Lakers and the Dodgers are really, really good. So at least they're not like totally out of it. Like they haven't blown their chance in another one. So hopefully they they both can do well this year. Yeah. And if you're a Laker fan, you're hoping that this is the year again, because when you have LeBron on your team, it's always the year. That's the way you got to look at it. So we do have some news today, though, Alex kind of fell in our laps. I don't think we were going to compare wrestlers to the roster but it's <laughs> always the break glass you know uh, what though podcast. dude it wouldn't be a bad one like before the season starts wouldn't be a bad one because we have a whole new roster 
And yeah. I don't even remember who I picked for LeBron or AD, so it would be totally different. I'd have to brush up on my wrestling or just go old school again like I did. But we do have some news today, and I would say the biggest news um, is the fact that Jared Dudley is officially – oh, not officially, but he is not returning to the Lakers. He instead will be joining Jason Kidd in Dallas to be his assistant coach on his coaching staff. Um, we have – Last week, we were fortunate enough to also get some news about who the Lakers were working out. And Chris Haynes reported that Jared Dudley's time with the Lakers has come to an end. And we discussed this. Like, is there some sort of coaching role that the Jared, that Jared Dudley can take with the Lakers since Miles Simon's going to be the G League coach now? And um, turns out he's following his coach of last year, Jason Kidd to Dallas. What's your first thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I was a bit surprised. Um, I wasn't so surprised that like he wasn't going to return as a player, but I thought they would find something for him um, within the organization, maybe like as a coach and stuff like that. But um, looking at the details so far that have been reported, yeah, it sounds like he was offered a like a front of the bench gig, which for like a, a like just retired basketball player to immediately get a place on the bench like that, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive, and that's probably hard for him to pass up because the Lakers, like Harrison tweeted out, I guess there there's no limit to how many coaches you can have, but there is a limit to how many coaches you can have like on the bench, and that's three. And I guess you know the Lakers already have that. So Dudley, and theoretically he he wouldn't get that with the Lakers. At best, he would get like a a spot behind the coach, like in a like a skills development type role or something mm-hmm. like that. But for I guess Jason Kidd really coveted him enough to pay him like as one of his elite assistants and have him right there next to him. So yeah, good for Dudley. Um, it, it sucks to see him not be back in some capacity, especially since he it seemed like he was right there with the Russell Westbrook thing and in lockstep with LeBron and AD like with every move. So it is a bit surprising, but um, uh, good for him. Um. I'm just trying to kind of piece the puzzle together because I don't think anybody, I didn't see any reports that Jared Dudley was th- considering mm-hmm. joining any other staff. And if you remember, um, Giannis, his biography was released. Yeah. And when that happened, a lot of excerpts were taken about Jason Kidd and his style of coaching while he was in Milwaukee. And not a lot of people came to Jason Kidd's defense. Really, I would say nobody came to Jason Kidd's defense. I didn't see anybody except Jared Dudley. Jared Dudley really, because when he was in Milwaukee with with, um, Giannis and and when Jason was there as well, he credits Jason Kidd for turning Giannis into the player that he turned into. And I think he got a lot of pushback on that. I think, um, obviously... Uh, Jason Kidd has been in the headlines for a lot of things, but Jared Dudley defended him publicly on Twitter. And I'm kind of starting to think, well, maybe this was in the works for a while. <laughs> maybe yeah. this has been there and Jared Dudley knew where he was going and he kind of had his boys back. Yeah. Like uh, again, when that Chris Hayes Haynes report came out, that that's kind of hinted at Dudley not coming back. And then the whole kid thing and him defending him on Twitter, it kind of sounds like this was something in the works, and I, I think Kid, when he got hired with the Mavericks, I feel like there was a report or something that said he was interested in maybe bringing some of the Lakers coaches or kind of like people within the organization he was familiar with to Dallas with him. And I guess that included maybe Dudley as a player, but now as a coach. So 
yeah, it, it did kind of come out of nowhere. Um, I would have guessed like Dudley was going to come back as like a player. I I didn't think he'd be like done done like he was ready to to hang it up. But yeah, I don't think the Lakers here really could have done much to keep him in terms of like convincing him to stay outside of again another like roster spot. But I I, I am surprised like honestly to get yeah. like a lead assistant job. Those are really hard to get, and he kind of gets it he straight walks, out of the gate. He walks in from the locker room to the bench like that doesn't happen very often it's funny because um i forget who it was it was a player was like who tweeted at him like it's crazy we were just like playing like ball yesterday and now you're my coach yeah um so yeah that's how quick it, like things can change i forget who tweeted that too i'll look it up right now but i think it's just, one of the mavericks yeah. yeah it is on the mavericks um but this is one of the this is the tweet that jared dudley tweet on august 11th when the exits of jason kids coaching in milwaukee uh went public Jason, uh, this is from Jared Dudley's Twitter. Jason Kidd was a great coach in Milwaukee. The man single-handedly changed the culture. One of the biggest turnarounds from one year to the next in NBA history. I personally saw what he did for Middleton and Giannis. He laid the foundation for them winning the chip this year. That's a lot of praise, man. It's a lot of praise. Um, so this is a very interesting move. I don't know. You know I, listen. Every player that has come across Jared Dudley knows what he's about. He may not be the best player on the court, but clearly he's regarded and respected. And obviously we'll get to what LeBron said about him. But like Kuz, I remember tweeted earlier in August too when he, after he got traded, somebody asked him on Twitter, who's the best teammate you've ever had? And he said, Dudley, not even close, hands down. Um, his film work is incredible according to uh, players. His insight to the game so Jared Dudley is a highly regarded. I'm not. I'm not slamming the move by the Mavericks or Jason Kidd at all. I am just pointing out that it is all very. It, it kind of makes sense now. The 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 yeah. the path makes a lot more sense to me. Um, I think Jared Dudley is still close friends. He he said, "I will never. I would never have gone to the Lakers. I would never have won a ring if it wasn't for LeBron James." I think this that Russell Westbrook thing could have been one final like, hey, one final like. Thank you. You know, for the, thank you for the ring. Mm-hmm. Here, let me go get Russ Westbrook for you. So, what do you think happens now? Like Dudley's gone in terms of the locker room well, because it, that's interesting. You asked that question. Were you heading towards LeBron? Well, I'm just saying, like who who steps up now? Like like Dudley's obviously not the caliber of those, of those players, but he is a respected voice who's been there like enough or, or longer than most of the players now on the roster. Um, like I think there needs to be some form of like replacement in that locker right. room in terms of his leadership, and maybe that is LeBron and AD. Maybe they have to take on a bigger role in that respect. Or do you think um, that has to come from something else, like the coaching staff or someone else? Well, let me read you what LeBron said, and then we'll jump into that okay. because I think it's very interesting. I didn't expect this kind of reaction. Uh, LeBron James replied to uh, at Real GM Mavericks and talks to hire Jared Dudley as assistant coach. And D- Dudley has then gone on to say, I've been working on this forever. So that seems to be, it's not official, but it's it's going to be. Yeah. LeBron James retweeted or replied, congrats to my guy if this is true, which it probably is. But man, fuck. Excuse <laughs> my language, but still want this one hurt for many reasons that you wouldn't understand. And that's kind of what I was going to get at when you asked that question. I feel like it's no fan, no reporter. The only people that know what Dudley did for this team or in that locker room. So when you're, when you say, do they need to replace him or how can they replace him? I don't know. Cause I legitimately don't know. I can assume that Dudley had a lot to do with 
the chemistry in the locker room, maybe helping the younger players. Uh, obviously, Kuz tweeting that kind of stuff. So obviously, he had some sort of role. But how big of a role? I don't know. Are him and LeBron just really good friends because they come to San Diego and eat sandwiches together? That could be why. Like, you know, I don't know. Is is Dead is Dudley such a big influence on the old team? Because let's not forget that either, Alex. That team that he helped the last two years, they're all gone. Yeah. Except THT, LeBron, and AD, and I don't think he's probably helping Marcus all at this point. Yeah, it's something you can't measure, like with numbers. Obviously, it's something that, like you said, it's the chemistry aspect stuff like that, and um, yeah, those things that go on behind the scenes, like the film room, like he he like any interviews he gives, like he's really candid about the things he need to get better at, and he's very vocal about that. And I can't think of any other player, like besides LeBron and AD who who kind of has that authority to speak on the team like the way he has mm-hmm. over the past few years like he calls guys out like he says yeah our shooting wasn't good enough uh we got to give them more space like he lists things that are like, really obvious but other players kind of just just brush off it's just like we need to play better so mm-hmm. obviously he has like a respected enough voice to speak on these things and yeah i, I i'm sure they're going to miss him in that regard and that's why I mentioned it, like where that that kind of gets replaced. I think that probably has to come from LeBron and AD and and, and Westbrook also. Like, if nothing else, well, they have an Westbrook, old ass team now, dude. That's true, and then maybe they don't need that as much, right? I don't like, think so. Maybe there's not enough young players on there anymore. That's a good point. I think when you give Frank Vogel an extension, I think when you have a a very very veteran team, um, these types of players that become expendable. Um, when you don't have, you know, I know KCP was not a young player, but a Caruso, a THT, a Kuzma, guys that are young, that have a ring, but be, you know, like when they're younger and still learning, that becomes really an intangible thing, a very, um, like a luxury, I want to say. When you have a starting lineup that is all 33 and older, not really a necessity. Yeah, like, I, I, I do wonder, though, like, there's not so much, there's, again, it's a huge change in the roster. I There's not that much, like, continuity in terms of last year, the year before to this year, and, like, that that's just that just happens with LeBron teams in general, but that, at some point, there needs to be kind of a familiar presence in the locker room, and, yeah. uh, again, that that's LeBron, really. Can I give they, you a different take, too? Okay. Um... I'm trying to say this in a not exaggerated way, but LeBron handpicked this team. Like I, I, have, sure. I like I think the players that signed there signed there because LeBron and AD are there. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of that responsibility that Dudley had, I think, will now land on the shoulders of LeBron because I, I firmly believe that he told Palinka which guys he would sign off of, and when I went. The next step to that is it's on LeBron because you brought them in. So if there's any sort of locker room issue, chemistry issues, they're your guys. When LeBron got here, it wasn't his team. It was a it was a bunch of young players that he got that he decided to sign a free agency with. Last year, a little bit more of this year. You know, like it's kind of like a bunch of guys signed there. Uh, this year though, it's veterans on one year minimum deals that wanted to come play with LeBron. So if the pressure wasn't already on LeBron, he yeah. definitely has it now. I think 
inside the locker room, behind the scenes stuff we'll probably never hear about unless someone leaks it. It's going to go on the shoulders of LeBron James. I think this is his team more, more than ever uh, any, in any year previous with the Lakers. This is the, the most LeBron James team that they've ever had. Yeah. I, and like, I, I agree with all that. I think also Westbrook, I think he, he's kind of underrated in this respect in terms of his leadership on a team and his influence he has on rosters. Like the, there's a piece in the athletic, uh, I think it was by Fred Katz, who kind of just went over every star player he's played with, and they've all kind of credited Westbrook for kind of teaching them this work ethic and stuff like that. I think Westbrook is going to kind of evolve or develop into maybe one of, if not like the actual team leader in mm-hmm. terms of their vocal leader. Because LeBron, he kind of leads by example. Same with AD, right? Like AD is very quiet in terms of how he kind of handles his business and LeBron he kind of does it behind the scenes but I think Westbrook if you mess up or if if something needs to be done like you'll see him screaming out there on the court so I wonder if Westbrook kind of develops into maybe at least kind of addressing some of that this year yeah well we'll see man I think that I, I I I agree with you I do think that Russell Westbrook any headline that's been about Russell Westbrook hasn't been about any personality stuff no never ever Never been a locker room cancer. Never, never like been the partier. Never, Mm-mm. you know, you know all the James Harden headlines. Basically, those aren't there for Russell Westbrook. Even when he played with James Harden, so it'll be. Uh, I, I think you're absolutely correct. I think a lot of this is going to predicate on how Russ and LeBron handle this team. I think they're the, they're clearly the leaders vocally on this team. And you, and like you mentioned, there are veterans also, like like Trevor Ariza. He's super respected around the league. Like that's another guy who, like, if he says something, people are gonna have to listen. And who knows what happens with the Rajon Rondo uh, buyout if that happens, and if he comes back or whatever. Like, obviously, he's a respected voice in the locker room or would be. So, I, I, I don't think like losing Dudley hurts, and like that it does is gonna impact them in maybe ways off the floor that are important. But I think they have enough veterans on the roster, key guys to talk that could kind of address that. Yeah. Um, so that is the big uh, Laker headline. Jared Dudley has moved on to coach with the Dallas Mavericks. There is some basketball news this that just came through while we were talking, Alex. Mike Budenholzer Ooh. has agreed to a three-year contract extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. So he went from fired if he doesn't win the series <laughs> to three-year extension and a champion. Winning fixes all when Winning it comes in the fixes, league. Ask Frank Vogel, man. He got an extension for a championship a year later, but that's why yeah. he got it. Did we ever get uh, terms on that, by the way? Uh, you know what's funny? Because I think it was the LA Times, and I think it was uh, Brad Turner or uh, not Brad Turner, uh, Broderick Turner, like he um, tweeted out something, like he wrote an article, like like a news piece on it. And then the headline was that he signed a three-year extension, but that was a misprint. Mm-hmm. It was an extension after his third year. So we still, I don't think we have terms of how long his extension actually is, but at least Vogel has an additional year he doesn't have to worry about. But yeah, uh, again, just goes to show you how much winning kind of fixes things. Like, he was on the hot seat, like of, of any coach in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, winning a championship solves a lot. Yeah, that is a good point. I, I'm trying to look up what he signed for, and I don't see anything. Mm-mm. Be interesting. What if he just signed a one year extension? I have a feeling it might have been. If they're not announcing it, that could be possible, yeah. right? 
Yeah, I mean, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if this tanks terribly that if they let Frank Vogel go. Just wouldn't be. I mean, you don't, you don't ever want to have a lame duck coach. I don't, I think that's a bad, you know, if even just giving the guy a one year extension, I, you never no. want to have a lame duck coach, no. is what I'm saying. I mean, if uh, anything, give him the extension. And then if, if you decide to part ways with him, just pay him. Like, pay him the, the years he has left on his deal. Like how they do with kind of Luke or uh, mm -hmm. in the past with other coaches. Because you don't want that coach to also have that pressure or that thing over his shoulder of like, I'm probably going to get fired. Or the guy next to me, like Fizdale or someone's going to take my job. So if anything, just, you know, give him the years, give him that security. And then if you decide to, to part ways, which I, I don't think they should, by the way, I don't, he's kind of like the ideal defensive coach to get buy-in for a team like this. So, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's also what happens when LeBron is on your team though. Yeah, it's true. That's what it is. Uh, there is a report. Did you see this one? Um, According to Jay Michael of the Indianapolis Star, the Lakers are interested in trading for Pacers guard Jeremy Lamb. I saw that. Um, How? What, what, do you, what do you think? Do what are your first anything? thoughts? I was, was going to say. <laughs> what are like, they trading? I have absolutely no idea of what they I, – I saw Eric Pincus come up with a few ideas of, like, how they can get the money to work. Mm -hmm. uh, includes, like, Gasol and, like, some other guys opting in stuff like that but um yeah uh any that that's why losing a guy like caruso hurts or like any type of contract that is like movable like that um because it, it it does limit you in terms of trades down the line if all you have are minimums and star max contracts so this is one of those examples of like if you really like lamb who's a solid player um you don't really have the means to kind of acquire him i don't think right i don't i don't know how they do it but um he can score. That's, That's an nice. interesting uh, rumor, though, that they're interested in him. Uh, he kind of fits the mold of the other guys they kind of signed, I think. Just a little younger? Yeah, a little bigger, a little taller than a guy like Monk and Nunn. Um, but just to, like as a reminder, the Lakers did talk to Indiana prior to the draft about trading them coups as well. So there have been kind of discussions already back and forth between the two teams. So yeah. I, that's something to monitor, like come the deadline. If there's a trade, like I wouldn't be shocked if the Lakers Pacers end up doing something. Um, as a San Diego State fan, I have always disliked Jeremy Lamb because they beat us in the Sweet 16 mm -hmm. when they won the national championship, and that's the year that we had Kawhi Leonard. And there was a massive flop by Kemba Walker in that game. <laughs> and but I do remember that Jeremy Lamb, I think, scored like 25 against us or 24. This is a career high against us. So I've always semi-hated Jeremy <laughs> Lamb for that. I do know that. Uh, his, as far as his NBA career goes, yeah, it's fine. He's just He can score, which is nice. I, I think this team, the Lakers, I, I don't think their problem is going to be scoring. I don't. No. Uh, no, I don't I, think I anybody don't think so. thinks that. So be interesting to see what they can trade for, though. I mean, can they like just pay the entire charter for the Indiana Pacers this year? <laughs> like, Is that possible? Like, can you Do you have to trade players and assets? Can you trade stuff? Like, I, there's that episode of Seinfeld where uh, George gets traded for, like, concessions, like chicken and beer and stuff yeah. like that. Maybe that could be something there. What about, like, hey, you can stay at the um, that brand-new shiny hotel across the street from Staples and we'll pay for it when you guys come to L.A.? We'll pay for all your charter planes this year. Um, I don't know. Like, does it have to be players in draft picks? No. The Lakers will find a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like... 
in baseball, Max Scherzer is getting paid like ten. What is it? Fifteen million dollars, like Bobby Bonilla for the next eight years, and he's gonna be like forty-seven. So, yeah, this just find a way. I'm I'm never opposed to the Lakers getting more players. You know ever. what's funny? They still have roster spots open. They like, haven't signed anybody since we uh, talked about it last week. I'm kind of shocked. But so, do you think they're just gonna go into the season? I I have a feeling they'll sign at least one more player, but. I think maybe just buyouts, right? Like at this point, they're just going to keep those spots open. I mean, they're probably going to, I mean, they're probably going to find or fill bodies just for the, for, for the preseason games. Do you have any buyout targets already circled or anyone like that? No, No. I think, uh, Keith Morris is the only buyout player that has ever worked out in the history of the NBA. (laughs) No, I'm not. I am so over the buyout, guys. I'm done having this conversation. What about after, Drummond? <laughs> after exactly where I was going, after Drummond, I'm like, I don't want to talk about buyout guys anymore. Can you guys just be good and not worry about it? I mean, I don't know. I literally haven't looked at the. Do you have you? You that seems like something. You yeah, do. yeah. Like I again, like Rondo seems like uh, if he gets bought out, I wouldn't be shocked. Like if he comes back, where is he oh, now? Is he he's like in, in Mem- China? No, no, he's in. <laughs> I he's in he got Memphis. Traded. Memphis. He was part of the Pat Bev team, uh, right? Pat- Oh, oh yeah, you're right. I don't know where he is now. Memphis, I think. Where's Pat Bev? He's in Minnesota now. How about him? I like him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, wouldn't be sh- I think he could get traded, though. I think someone will give up something to get Pat Bev. But, yeah, if he doesn't, that's another buyout guy. Yeah. What about, um, speaking of, like, UCLA or, like, local guys, what about, like, someone like Kevin Love? What if he gets bought out? Why not? Why not? Yeah, why that's not? where I'm at with it, too. He's a buyout. Why That's why I was with Drummond. Like, yeah, it's a buyout. Like, you're unfortunately not for Drummond, he was forced into a role that sure. he, the Lakers never really expected him to be in. But, I mean, yeah, why not? <laughs> Kevin Love, bring him. Pat Beverly, bring him. Rondo, bring him. That's three great buyouts. Yeah, buyouts. Like, fantastic, dude. And I bet you, we will all flip out if we get Rondo again. Come the playoffs. I, I mean, he addresses the Dudley thing, the behind-the-scenes stuff. I think Rondo can do very well. So anybody that's down to punch Chris Paul in the face, I'm down to have on my team. Oh man, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, especially now, there's a little Lakers uh, Suns rivalry. So yeah, uh, look at us. By the way, it's August 24th, and we we're talking about buyouts. Just something to keep an eye on. <laughs> like when you see when you see that type of trade, like that was like my ears perked up. Like, wait, Pat Bev is going where? You're Minnesota, right. oh, okay. I don't know how that's gonna work. Or like Rondo's going to where? Memphis? Mm-hmm. Like anytime like a veteran goes to like a young team, rebuilding team, uh, that's usually the guys to kind of circle like to look back on. And Kevin Love has kind of just been dying to get out of Cleveland. Uh, yeah. I mean, who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> who isn't at this point? And um, he's, him and LeBron have been kind of like tweening back and forth a little bit, and, and so we'll see. Well, I would say that those three guys are better options than Isaiah Thomas. Or uh, Darren Collison, who hasn't played oh, in two years. Right, and Mike James. <laughs> Mike James, who I didn't even hear about. Until, <laughs> he didn't even know he existed. I didn't even know he existed. So, I, I, although I did see LeBron tweet about Chargers Derwin James. And mm. he's like, you know them James boys. So maybe LeBron's already got Mike James. Oh. You know? yeah, LeBron has these little subtle hints on Le- Twitter. Le- who he tweets with, who he praises. Bro. Always kind of comes full circle with him. Yeah, what do you say? Something about them, James boys. Happy to see you back healthy and doing what you do. Yeah. So, LeBron's is, LeBron. LeBron's social is a bit cringe, bro. It is a uh, a bit cringe. He needs to get back in the basketball court. You can tell he's dying. Because <laughs> remember, like nobody voted him for best player. And and you know how many? And did you hear about this? What? ESPN oh, did the, a yeah, survey. Yeah, yeah, the whole washed king. All Dude, that stuff came they, back. Yeah. 
they pulled 10 people. It was a survey of 10 people. And he like got all bent out of shape and started tweeting about it. It's like, did you actually read it or just read the headline, Bron? They they surveyed 10 people. Yeah, I mean that... If you ask enough people, somebody will still say LeBron James is the best player. I think so. Even though I, I, I think, think it's LeBron, pretty clear he's I, not, right? Well, LeBron, LeBron's like very much like Jordan, Kobe in that in regard in terms yeah. of he just needs motivation. Even if it's not there, he'll make it up or he'll it's so manufacture silly. it. It's so silly in August, though. Any, anything that gets him good is his 18th, 19th year now. Like at, yeah. at some point, you need something to kind of like get those juices flowing. So I don't, I don't blame him at this point. Well, Alex, today is uh, August 24th. Today is uh, Mamba Day. I just wanted to make mention of that because mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like officially a thing, but social media, at least Twitter, definitely made it a thing. Um, you know, people showing their their favorite Kobe moments, pictures of Kobe that they took, um, uh, you know, countdowns of Kobe's best moments. So I'll just finish it off, finish off this podcast by asking you. We've had this conversation. I think we might have even podcasted last year around this time. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, what is your ultimate Kobe moment? I, I don't know. I don't know if there's just one. I, I think it's like the free throws after the Achilles tear is always going to like stick with me just in terms of like him being able to do that and walk and that that's just incredible. Uh, but in terms of just like what I'm, it's kind of like a uh, familial type thing is like that 81 point game. I remember my cousin was a season ticket holder that year. And I remember like, he gave those because it, it, it was like against Toronto. I think it was like during the week. It was a Lakers. Sunday or a Tuesday. Yeah, it was like a weird home game against Toronto that I, I, I just don't think he wanted to go to. And I remember he gave his tickets away uh, to just like a random coworker or friend. And, and of course, that that game was the 81 point game. And uh, yeah, I remember how devastated he was. He didn't get to experience that. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, that just watching him score 81 I, I think that and the free throws after the achilles tear and just like dumb stuff like froby like watching like nintendo 64 games with like kobe and like just every every moment kind of is special in a different way what about yours i you know what the more that time passes and the more that um that you know kobe stuff gets brought up obviously the championships are fantastic the 81 point game the achilles the the rap career, the <laughs> going to prom with Moesha, uh, literally like he did so much of winning an Oscar to me. And I don't know what it is, dude. Like the only time I ever got like truly like emotional was the 60 point final game. Yeah. That was a big one. Like, that's just like the one that I, I think like it's maybe it's recency bias, but like, dude, that was so much fun and it meant nothing it was strictly was just about Kobe. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's just my favorite. I remember like, cause he was having a terrible game. And then in the fourth quarter, he just went straight Mamba. Mm-hmm. And it was just so awesome to watch Jack Nicholson. Like it was just so Lakers, right? Like every celebrity you could think of was there. Um, create staples went nuts. It was on, it was on every TV channel and it just had that, that LA ending right like it was it was awesome and uh to me that's just my favorite i think i don't see it changing either i keep thinking about it like no i think yeah, I think, yeah that was, it's just perfect like there's no better way to script that up and yeah like i remember because i don't sh- remember the lakers record i don't remember no. like what happened that year i remember that game i remember 
Kobe doing Mamba out, like we gave us the Mamba out thing. Like, dude, that's that's yeah. For I me, just remember how favorite. excited the young guys were for that game too. Like, mm-hmm. I remember Julius, like his moving screens were hilarious that game. Like, he would just catch the ball, give it to Kobe, and like set get set a screen that like could have got called every every possession, but. And then Kobe gets to hug the young guys at the end of the game, too. So, yeah, that game was just perfect. It really was, man. Well, that today is uh, is Mamba Day. And if by the time you're listening to it, it could have been, you know, the day before. But, uh, Alex, um, did you write anything for Silver Screen Roll? Because you're doing that again. Yeah, no, we had a, a little week off because it was slow. But uh, next, so, yeah, this week I'll probably have something. Uh, for sure, I got to, I don't know what I'm going to write about yet, but I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll figure write it out. Write about the buyout market. It's, it's so early. Though. Come on, season... you got three roster spots. We're talking about buyout. I think, like, why not? Like, let's just – anytime you can mention names of Pat Beverly, Kevin Love, and Rajon Rondo in an article on the offseason for the Lakers, do I'll it. get clicks, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something, like, geeky instead, or I don't know. Yeah. This is uh, this is Russell Westbrook's arc plus minus yep. percentage. <laughs> the things where I literally gotta like Google half the word or half the stats you cite. That's awesome. Dude. I, got, but, I gotta uh, find a way to like tie in a couple just like wrestling Lakers yes. Spider Man trailer, like just different things into this article somehow. Like. Yeah, like CM Punk is back. This is why the Lakers are going to win a championship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Well, follow Alex at Alex M. Regla uh, on Twitter. Read all his work at silverscreenroll.com. Uh, subscribe to Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever it is that you listen to these podcasts. Subscribe. If you want to follow me at Alex Padilla86. Um, not a lot of Laker tweets coming from me right now because there's not a lot going on, but uh that is where you can find us that is where you, you can communicate with us and we appreciate everybody listening and then telling us stuff on twitter after they're done listening as well so appreciate it alex look at us man look at us 35 minutes who would have thought off season podcasting baby we did it like that's impressive it. that's impressive that is very impressive um all right everybody enjoy your uh alex enjoy your week we'll talk to you next week and uh yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man.